Welcome back to Access and Opportunity, a podcast from Morgan Stanley connecting capital and communities. I'm Carla Harris, and we're excited to continue exploring the extraordinary commercial opportunity investors often overlook, investing in women and multiculturally led businesses. But because we are currently living in unprecedented times with COVID-19, this is not your traditional episode of Access and Opportunity. As we all try to manage this global pandemic, we're checking in with some of our favorite guests from previous seasons. We want to understand how they've adjusted their schedules, their businesses, their outlook, and their investing style. Together with you, we want to write a new playbook and emerge from this experience stronger than ever. Today, we welcome back entrepreneur and investor Jewel Burke-Solomon. After selling her company PartPick to Amazon in 2016, Jewel has been working to level the investment playing field through her position not only as managing partner at Collab Capital, but also as the head of Google for Startups. Jewel shares the entrepreneurial perspective of navigating businesses during these times, as well as the importance of companies taking inventory of their needs and expenses. We get the opportunity to hear from Jewel the entrepreneur and Jewel the corporate investor, and it is valuable. All righty. So first of all, good morning, Jewel, and thank you very much for spending some time with us today during this COVID-19 pandemic. Good morning. I'm, I'm excited to see people. So this is <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to, to do. I know. Who would have thought that we would have been communicating this way and reaching out and touching in this way? But thank yeah. you so much for doing this. The reason why we wanted to have this conversation with you is that this is an unprecedented time for us. And a lot of emerging businesses, you know, I don't like to use the word small. A lot of emerging businesses are having a really tough time now because they find themselves in a context that they didn't plan on doing business in. It's one thing to do your business plan and plan for an upside, a base case, and a low side. But that's usually with the thought in mind that uh, the sales may not materialize the way you want them to, or there could be inventory delays. Most people don't think about this kind of global context where there's a pandemic and people have been asked to stay at home and completely rethink how they do everything. So how are you thinking about this personally? And then how are you thinking about it professionally as somebody who is an entrepreneur? Yeah. So this, I mean, you're right. This is a new context. This is something that I don't think anyone could have imagined or expected. And so it's really difficult to plan. But in my life, I'm firstly just concerned about my family. So making sure that I'm checking in with them and I'm taking care of my grandparents who are, my grandmother is living by herself. And so always calling her and making sure that she has what she needs. And then um, my, my grandparents on my other side, just checking in and, and calling them and making sure they're staying at home for the first couple of weeks. I had to convince them not to go to church. So <laughs> just really caring about, um, first off, the, the elderly folks in my family. Um, and then, you know, 
my younger brothers, I'm concerned about them. Two of them are in college right now. One of them was actually mm. supposed to graduate in May. And so, oh, you know, wow. just making sure that, that he's doing okay mentally because I know that it's a, it's a rough time for him and all the plans that he had, uh, in this, in this season. So, um, really it's been about taking care of family first. Mm-hmm. And then as I think about my professional career, um, my job is to work with startups and make sure that startups have the resources that they need. And so I've really been in high gear over the last few weeks uh, talking to startups, talking them through some of the decisions that they're having to make right now and trying to find the resources that they need to to make it through this this season. And what have you been hearing from founders as they they try to navigate this current environment? So I think it's been it's really it's really been interesting that I've been hearing a wide range of emotions and thoughts and how people are handling this. And it's gone from some people are actually doing extremely well. And this has been a great time for their business. I have a few founders that are in the ed tech space Uh and they're, they're doing amazing because, you know, parents are really looking for solutions for their, their kids. Um, and then I have some other founders who are really struggling with how do they pivot their business? How do they get their customers to answer the phones? You know, a lot of things are stalling because mm-hmm. this is it's not a good time for a lot of businesses to be having extra expenditures. So it's a, a wide range as far as how businesses are impacted and, and therefore how the founders themselves are responding. Yes. Um, yeah, so so I think it's it's interesting for me to not quite know whenever I set up a call with a founder how the call is going to go, how they're feeling, um, and and even it's interesting that some founders their businesses are doing okay, but they're struggling personally. Maybe they mm-hmm. have someone in their family who's ill, or uh, maybe just mentally they're having a difficult time wrapping their mind around this. So it's it's been a, a wide range of conversations with the founders that I work with. Yeah, and I'm going to come back to the personal in a second. But let me stick with this thought about uh, the idea that sales are stalling and you may you can't get customers to pick up the phone, people you might have already had warm conversations with. And, and what are you saying to those founders who had conversations, uh, but now they can't get anybody to pick up the phone? One of the things that we've actually created a program around, and this is through the Google for Startups Founders Academy, we've been focusing on sales strategy. And we've actually pivoted a bit of the, the programming to focus on handling objections mm-hmm. and also getting getting folks on the phone in this time. And so this is a period where founders really have to think about their value proposition and think about what is it that they're offering that can be useful to these companies at this time or to these you know consumers at this time if they have a consumer-facing business. And so we've been working with founders to help them think through how do they approach their customers in a way that is obviously sensitive to what's happening right now, but also positioning their products um, in a way that can be beneficial to their customers. So it's really about looking at that value prop and figuring out how can you change your messaging or adjust your messaging to be a value add to your customers. Yes, and one of the things that that we're saying to founders uh, as a playbook point is think about how you can be helpful without any sales associated with it, right? Because one of the conversations that we all would embrace right now is how can I help you? 
How can that's I be right. helpful to you? And so yeah. how can I be helpful without ever trying to make a sale? That's point number one. Playbook point number two, Jewel, is that we say, think about what your value proposition was pre-COVID-19. Now, how is your value proposition going to change? Are you still a business or a business model that will be embraced? Because one of the things that I think people haven't thought about over this period is how all of our individual appetites and how our habits are going to change, right? There are things, for example, here's an easy example. There are people who still did not shop online, right? They would still go to the mall. They still like shopping. They still liked actually driving there, getting out of their car and having that, that experience. But now when they cannot do it, they have been forced to start to shop online. And guess what? When you start to shop online, you start to acquire an appetite and a taste for that. And so who's to say that they will go back to really enjoying that every week or every other day, actually going out to shop. So there's an appetite or a habit that might change. Many of us didn't get online grocery deliveries. You know, I might shop online for, you know, a dress or a pair of shoes, but when it came to grocery, I went. But now, you know, now I've gotten used to the habit of actually buying something online to actually eat. And now maybe I wanted to ha want to have it delivered. So there are a lot of things that we used to do before that we won't do. So what I've said to uh, founders is to say, think about whether or not you had something that was a must have before. Now think about and imagine a new world where people don't do things like they used to. How would you think about that in a blank sheet of paper? How would, with a blank sheet of paper, how would you reimagine your business if you had to start all over in this context? And that mm -hmm. actually is helping them to think about pivots, if you will, in their business context. That is that yeah. similar to what you guys are saying? It is. It is. And it's also interesting because I'm having founders think about the problem that they're solving. Yep. It, the problem still exists more than likely. You just have to rethink the delivery. So, for example, one company I work with, her business is all about bringing people together over dinner and having difficult, you know, uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. And so... Initially, when we talked, she was kind of thinking through, okay, how do I continue on in this business? Because it's all about in-person events. And over the weeks, she's done a complete pivot and gotten a product out that's all about how do you convene people virtually in a way that's still impactful and still meaningful for these conversations. And so that's one where it's the same problem. People yeah. still want to talk and they want to gather in some way, but how do you deliver something to them that can solve that problem in this time? So I think that's that's important. That's a great playbook point, Jewel, because you're right. There are many problems that will still exist, but maybe it's the delivery. It's not the solution. It's how you get it to them. So yep. that that's a very interesting point to think about. Now, what about with respect to cash? Because as you know, early stage companies are always strapped for cash. And that's one of the things that one of the reasons that we do this podcast is to try to obviously eliminate this barrier uh, to capital, especially for multicultural and women entrepreneurs. So talk about what you're saying now to founders about how to conserve the cash? What's the first decision they should make? The second decision they should make? Because the flip side is also true. As you pointed out, Jewel, some companies will thrive. So it's not the time to take your foot off the gas. Some companies still have relevant business models. So maybe they do need to make that higher. And, but the human response is, oh, let me hold on to my money. Yeah. 
So it's really about taking an inventory of where you are right now. What are your expenses? What can you cut? What is, you know, this is a time to trim the fat. If there are things that you're, you've been spending money on that you really don't need to, and you probably never should have been spending money on, but this is the time to really take inventory of that. And then I've been telling founders, you have to look at your team. So you have to see, yeah. you know, who do you have right now? Who do you need right now? Um, and unfortunately, a lot of founders are going to have to make difficult decisions about as it relates to their team. And it may not be, you know, everyone has to go, but it may be that there's someone that isn't a top performer and you've maybe been wanting to to put them aside. But now is the time to this is all A players. I've been telling my, my founders like this is the time for A players, because if people are not in this in the spirit of working hard to continue to grow the business then this is probably not a great time to have them kind of in in the business so that those are the difficult conversations but um, it's really an important time for founders to take inventory of um, one their expenses what their their costs what they're spending money on and, and trimming the fat there but also their teams to ensure that they have their they have a team that can help them through this this season um, so those are a few things that I've been thinking about and, and telling founders about and then it's also looking at the resources that are available for folks so mm-hmm. um, there are a lot there are a lot of grants that have been coming out. There's the, you know, the CARES Act from the government. Um, this is also a time to kind of get your affairs in order in the back office as far as how you are doing your accounting and your bookkeeping so that you can be eligible for some of these programs because they are requiring ah, your financials. Yes, yes. So I think a lot of early stage founders sometimes think, well, I don't need to worry about my financial statements. But now it's like, no, no, you need to worry about those financial yeah. statements and make sure that you're current on all of that. Um, so that's something that we've been coaching founders through as well. And do you think there are going to be any major differences between how uh, traditional founders and multicultural founders are, or women founders are affected by the economic impact of the pandemic? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. I think that you know, anytime, and this is pretty much true whenever there's some type of recession, is that communities of color are often impacted much harder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're seeing it even with the healthcare system as far as how African Americans are impacted at, in a, at larger rates by COVID 19. And that has a lot to do with systemic issues within our healthcare system. So I think you'll see the same thing on the financial side as well, where even early, you know, we're seeing that some of the larger banks are, of course, taking care of their uh, top tier clients first. And that might mean that some of our minority founders are not able to access some of the loans in the same ways that Mm. uh, some of the majority founders are able to access. So I think that we will see that this COVID-19 period kind of hits our multicultural founders harder than the majority founders. But I think that there are obviously things that we can do to get ahead of that. And that's why I've been really focused on making sure that founders have access to the information they need to take the action that they need to keep their businesses running. So that's one thing. Is there anything else that you can tell them that they can do to try to protect themselves from, as you say, the inevitable, given what we've seen in the in the past? I think this is, is really a time, like you said, to have your foot on the gas. I mean, I don't want to be insensitive. I know that people are processing this in different ways and it's going to take some people some time to really understand their their game plan here. But you have to be researching. You have to be watching when things are coming out. Um, I think some people don't just take it upon themselves to to figure out how can I get 
whatever this is that's coming out down from the government, how can I apply for it? Yeah. Who do I need to talk to? Really being proactive, I think, is is the name of the game here because there are so many things coming out. There's so much information and being able to distill through it and figure out what do you need to do for your business is is really what's going to help founders make it through this time. And, and in fact, given that some of those founders will have those tough conversations that you're talking about where maybe you have a player that has made you feel comfortable because they were in your business, but you know they're not an A player, maybe now is the time to pivot them from actually being in the business to actually doing some of that research that you're talking about. Because if you're thinking about strategy, you're thinking about how to cut the burn rate, you're thinking about how to get prospective customers to actually answer the phone, you're thinking about how to hold the hands of the customers that you do have and make sure that they stay a customer, then you really don't have the capacity to do all of the research that you're talking about and to sift through the volume of information and opportunities that are coming your way. So maybe instead of having that tough conversation, you reassign that person to say, I'll keep you on the payroll a little bit longer, but here's the deliverable now. I need to understand what's out there. uh, So, because you're still going to need somebody to do that. That's right. I think delegation is going to be the name of the game in in this time. And it's especially hard to delegate when you can't see people. So like when you're in an office and you see someone walking by, you will have a thought, oh, I need this person to work on that thing. But when you're not seeing people and you're, you're just in your house, sometimes it's hard to remember, okay, I need this person to work on this thing. I need to tell this person to do that. But as the, the founder and the leader, it's your job to, to make sure that you are adequately giving your people work to do and that you're delegating appropriately so that you can get it all done. Yeah, one of the things that I, I tell leaders is that you can take a blank sheet of paper in a, in a time like now and divide it into four quadrants where you say, how do I keep the, the trains running, i.e. keep my business moving in the right direction? The second, how do I make sure that my people are okay without you know checking in with them every 15 minutes? But how do I make sure that people are doing things that are keeping them intellectually stimulated and keeping them engaged? And then you know the third quadrant, what do I need to do personally? for myself and for my family at this point. And then the fourth quadrant is sort of the the miscellaneous, the things that you know you need to get to anyway and have something in each of those and look at it each day to keep you riveted because in times like this, it's easy to get distracted. But if you have that piece of paper that's there, you can come back to that and say, what else is on the list and what needs to get prosecuted today? And then at the end of the day, look at it and see how you have moved things forward. So this is your move forward sheet. Uh, Are you giving tips like that to some of your entrepreneurs? I love that. I'm I'm actually going to share that with some of my entrepreneurs. But I've been telling people that you have to have some some kind of structure in your day. Whatever works for you. But that's helped me a lot is, is making sure that I'm getting up at the same time. I always got up. I'm yeah. having my my morning routine. You know, making breakfast, having tea, um, getting some exercise in. You know, doing my prayer and meditation, and really making sure that I'm not just succumbing to the the temptation of, well, I'm at home. I'm gonna just chill in the bed. No, we're getting up. We're we're doing the same things we always did. And that's, that's been really helpful to maintaining that productivity. And that's something I've been sharing with, with founders as well. Absolutely. And in your new role, and again, congratulations on being with Google for Startups. Uh, talk Thank to you. me a little bit about what you see as the role for large technology companies and their partners during this crisis. Yeah, so I think that, you know, us at Google and other large technology companies, we have a unique 
position and opportunity to really be um, giving a, out a lot of great information and resources to to founders and to um, to everyone, really. I think Google's done some really interesting things on the side of education. So with Google Classroom, putting out a lot of resources for parents, which I think has helped a lot of parents figure out kind of how are they going to be teachers and parents and mm-hmm. work their jobs during this time. So that's, that's something that I've been sharing with a lot of my friends and family members who are parents. Um, I think on the startup side, we've really been focused on how do we get resources out to founders yeah. and also how do, how do we create um, ways for them to talk to each other? So really convening uh, founders with our partners as well as with the academy that I mentioned. And that has been very helpful to founders is the resources piece. So getting them access to you know information on the CARES Act or um, information on how do you transition to work from home or how do you transition your business that used to be brick and mortar to a digital business. Some of those types of resources has been what we've been working on at Google. Um, and then the other piece of allowing platforms for founders and, and partners to get together, convene, talk ah. about how they're handling this um, this time has also been something that I've been really proud of that we've been able to do at Google. Outstanding. Well, as I wrap this up, Jewel, I want to go back to the personal. That's where we started because it strikes me that that is particularly difficult during this period because as a founder, usually you can bury yourself and you sort of tell your family, I got to get this business started. Thank you very much for your money, by the way, friends and family, but don't bother (laughs) me right now. I need to get moving with this. But you know, now with, uh, you know, people getting really severely ill and in fact, in some cases transitioning, um, you know, how are you telling founders to to take care of themselves during this period? I mean, we talked a little bit about having a routine, but, you know, what are you giving them as advice around how to stay focused on moving your business ahead, but how to also care for your family and care for yourself? Yeah. So I've been telling people to really sit in stillness in this time, mm-hmm. it's it's easy to, um, especially if you're a Type A personality. If you're a founder, you're you're always busy and doing something. It's really easy to to bury yourself in that busyness. But um, one thing that's helped me, and I, I suffer from anxiety, and so this mm-hmm. this period has actually been a little challenging for me personally because of that. Um, but I've really been diligent about giving myself time to to just be silent, to think, to get grounded, to pray. Um, and that to me is helpful across the board and it's something that I tell founders. How would you have been thinking about this if you were still running Part Pick right now in terms of how you were managing it? Because part of your answer now to me, right, is Jewel on the other side of this. Yeah. <laughs> but if you can but but if you can sort of think about what you know now, and this is the benefit of hindsight, right? If you can think about what you know now and put yourself back in, in part pick and, um, and forging ahead with that company, what would have been helpful in, in terms of the way you handle it this now? Yeah, that's, I love that part because I do think about, and I put myself in the mindset of where I was when I was managing part pick as I give advice to founders, because I know that it's, it's different being now kind of on the other yeah. side. And so I think a lot about what would I be thinking? And I, I would be thinking about my first priority always is my people and making sure yeah. that they were, that they are good. And, and I'm still thinking about that now. I have a team that I'm always checking in with and making sure that, um, that they are doing okay. And that, and I mean that not about, 
their work life, but their personal lives, because again, this is hitting people in, in all types of different ways. Yep. And so uh, checking in with them, making sure that they have what they need. I think another thing is just making sure that they have what they need to be successful at working from home. So this is a transition for a lot of people and maybe the first time that they've spent weeks on end working from home. And so making sure they have the supplies they need, making sure that they are connected in, in the right ways. And um, that's something that I would be thinking about as well. Um, and then personally, I think just as the founder, you know, getting grounded, spending time in stillness and, and giving your time an opportunity to think. I think it's very easy to just do, 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 do and not... Yeah. And not breathe and not think. And those are important aspects of being able to make good decisions. And so that's something that I tell founders a lot is to give your give yourself, even if you have to put it in your schedule, a time to meditate, to walk, to give yourself an opportunity to, to regroup and decide how you want to move forward. I think those are, are critical things that I would have done as the founder of Parkpick. And then there's also some more tactical things. And that goes back to really assessing where we are from a cash perspective. And, you know, as a founder, you need to make sure that you have enough cash in the bank to sustain your operation. Um, and, and that's something that I would have been thinking about, I always was thinking about at Parpick, and I will tell founders now to think about as well is, you know, just assume that this goes on for the rest of the year. Do you have enough money in the bank to be able to sustain that? And if not, yeah. what can you do to, to get enough money in the bank so that you can sustain your team and the operations through the end of the year, assuming that you can't get any more customers? So those are some things that I think uh, founders right now should be thinking about is, you know, don't think about this as a couple week scenario. This is, you know, oh, a no. <laughs> this yeah. is months, you know, if not a year or more, if you consider, you know, the ripple effects of, of what's happening now. So really trying to put yourself in a position that you can sustain that length of time. And that might mean that you have to make tweaks and adjustments and get creative. I think the creativity is something that uh, the founders who have, have a creative mind and are thinking about this in um, different ways are going to be the ones that that make it through. Yeah, I think you're right. And what I'm saying to founders is assume that this uh, that there will be no form of real economic recovery for the rest of this year. So that takes you through eight months and now a little yeah. less than eight months. So assume that with your projections. And if it is better than that, that's all upside. But how would you manage if that were in fact the case that you saw no signs of recovery until January 1, 2021? And if you can model for that, then, and you can figure out a way to survive, then you probably put yourself on a path to not only full recovery and restoration, but being able to thrive. But in my mind, Jewel, that also means hiring who you need to hire. Because again, people uh, think that during this time, conserve cash, I can't spend any money. Wait, you just told me to model as if it wasn't going to recovery, re recover. So how can I for afford to hire people? But on the flip side, if you do not prepare for recovery, then you will not be able to take advantage when the recovery happens, That's you'll right. be behind the eight ball. And that is the thing that could cause you to fail. So you survive for the next eight months. But then when the floodgates open, you have no way to recover. Yep. I think that's a great piece of advice. Something else along those lines that I've been telling people is 
there's actually a lot of talent that's that's going to be available right now, unfortunately, because the larger corporations are, are having to make layoffs. So this is actually a really good time to try to find people that you may not otherwise been able to um, bring on your team. So I've been telling people, do some LinkedIn stalking, look on Twitter. There are people that are saying I'm available now. People, even people that just have additional time because they're at home. So this is actually a great time to be prospecting and, and trying to find some great additions to your team. Absolutely. And the last playbook point that I'll leave you with is that, in fact, this might be our transition from a W-2 economy to a W-9 economy. Yep. Right? Because as people start to pick up uh, independent consulting opportunities or short-term roles where they can function and make money, again, going back to our earlier part of the conversation, this might be the time that people acquire that appetite, that they like working for seven different people on seven different projects. And oh, by the way, I just made more money than I would have if I were going into one organization every day. Yes. So as an entrepreneur, you might want to think about whether or not there is a business model for you in hiring people for independent projects. The trick will be how do you create a culture of quality so that you know every time you bring somebody on that you're getting exactly the output that you like. But I think that's a almost a high class problem that you can figure out after you actually get the deliverable. That's right. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Well, Jewel, thank you so much for giving us some time. And again, a big high five uh, as someone who is also out there giving very valuable advice to early stage companies and giving them the tools that they need to survive throughout this period and thrive beyond. So thank you. Thank you for always being a friend to access an opportunity. And if there's anything that we can do for you, just holla. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for joining us for this special COVID-19 episode of Access and Opportunity. I look forward to sharing the next special episode with you.